It's been 434 days since Breonna Taylor was murdered and her killers are still free. This is Surviving America. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me for this brand new episode of Surviving America. I'm your host, Kristen Fulton, and as always, I am delighted to have you joining me today. Y'all, it's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. I know, I know, um, and there's a reason for that. You know, a lot happened um, with, a lot happened in America with the um, verdict concerning the murder of George Floyd by Derek Chauvin. And at the same time, Micaiah Bryant, um, Dante Wright, a lot happened. And so I just felt like we all needed some space to breathe and to process because the feelings were just everywhere and um, still are, to be honest. But I think I, I thought we just needed some time. Um, simultaneously, I was planning our, um, our episodes and y'all, I couldn't find the black men that I needed, the single black men, the folks that I had re planned to reach out to. Like when I tell y'all, I have planned every single episode already. So I have already, um, listed which guests I'm going to reach out to and ask to come on the show. I've listed the topics. I know exactly the questions. I, I planned the episodes. I learned that from seasons one and two that I need to really, really get on top of that. And so I reached out to my people and the black men that I know are no longer single, not necessarily married, but dating. And so for the purpose of this conversation, I really want to talk to single men in all aspects of the word, not just single legally, but single actually not dating anyone right now. Um, I also have a number of gay men in my life. And so I, you know, because we're specifically focusing on this conversation from the perspective of the heterosexual black woman and black man, I was like, well, I can't ask them. Um, a lot of the men were busy. And then eventually I was just like, all right, I don't know any other men. And I found myself at a deficit. I was like, wow, you don't have single men <laughs> in your life. Everybody I know is married or dating somebody. And I'm like, that, that was a real come to Jesus moment for me because I was like, I don't have, I don't have single men in my life. Guys that I could say, oh, I have this friend. You should, you should check her out. You should talk to her or whatever. Um, I don't know how I, I, I do know how I feel about that. I'm not happy about that, but I also recognize that that's not something I could just change overnight. And so I'm just sitting with that for a minute and thinking about all of the dudes that I've talked to who maybe were not right for me to pursue relationships with, but maybe friendships. Did I let that go too soon or what? I don't know. Um, but, you know, things happen and work out for a very specific reason. Always. God has a plan. And, you know, I got turned down by the men that I know because I needed to find the men that I actually did speak to, who really just like blew my mind. When y'all hear this conversation, watch this conversation, 
I learned a lot, like a hell of a lot. And I, I, I learned a lot from the perspective of a black woman. I'm curious, you know, when we bring the folks together, <laughs> what the black men will say they learned about and from the black women. But I'm like, as a black woman, I really did learn a lot. And listening to this conversation and then the conversations with the other single black women, I'm like, you know, maybe we said some things differently. When you get to the meat and the heart of it, y'all tell me what you think. What do you think is going on? So I'm really excited to bring y'all into the fold of this conversation. It really was amazing. You're going to love it. And so, you know, let's hop on over there right now because why take any more time? Let's just get it going. <laughs> All right, folks, I am very excited because I have two young gentlemen here to join our conversation talking about Black love, specifically being a single Black man in what, 2021, 21st century, all this stuff. So I would like to welcome my guests, Ibn and Chris, and I wanna take a moment and have them introduce themselves to y'all. Um, I'm gonna start over here in my top left corner. So Ibn, go ahead, let me know, or let the world know, let the folks know who you are, anything you wanna say. All right, hello, beautiful people out there um, listening. Uh, my name is Ibn. I am a minimalist artist and musician. Um, 25 years old, fairly young. Um, that's pretty much it. You know, just, just living life, laughing, enjoying, just doing what I need to do, you know. Sweet. Staying focused. Staying focused. That's all we can do, right? Is stay focused one day at a time. <laughs> um, so, Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? How you guys doing? My name is Chris. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. I'm a school a third grade school teacher. Yeah, and I'm just looking forward to this great interview with Edmund and Kristen. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Third grade, those little rugrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. Busy, they're busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially after being in the house and now being able to be back oh, in man, school. Too busy. Like too busy. Run all over the place and do everything and touch everything. Like, oh, this, this, that. I can imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump right on into this interview. I'm going to start with a question that I've asked everyone so far. I'm going to mm -hmm. flip it. So tell me, gentlemen, is there any truth to the saying, to the adage, a good woman is hard to find? Let me go first. Yeah, you go first, but I'll take the next one first. Okay. Uh, is a good woman hard to find? Um, I'm going to say no. No, a good woman is not hard to find. It's not that it's hard. Um, it is a bit challenging. Um, but I believe that there are out there. I believe that there are good women out there. I just feel that there is a misunderstanding between uh, men and women, in my experience, um, just in terms of there being a balance between uh, give and take, you know, if that makes any sense. Um, there definitely are good women out there, though. I, I will say for sure, there are. Building off of Evan, 
I definitely do agree with him that there are good women out there, but I definitely have to say that good women are hard to find. Um, <laughs> right. Experience, you know, like it just, and I feel like me personally, being as though 20, I'm 23, Evans 25, our generation, you know, is caught up into the social media, like, oh, I want my boyfriend to fly me out, you know, like right. all that extra right. stuff that is like, you know, I'm not, now I'm not saying I won't do anything for my queen once I get her, but I'm just saying, I feel like for a 23 and a 25 year old, you want me to pay for a $2,000 vacation all by myself. I just feel like, but that's what social media and music and all the extra stuff that our generation has, has made it, has, you know, has made that imbalance that Ibn is speaking to. Right, right, right. And just to piggyback a little bit more off of what Chris was saying, um, social media is a big, a big part of it and this kind of been going on for like a, a while now especially dealing with our generation like if you're if you're in your 20s if you're a millennial, millennial um there there's definitely been a strong impact on that dating on a dating area in that sector in your life due to the media tv music movies all different sorts of kind of things that i feel like has had a negative impact and influence on uh dating i'm saying at our age so what i mean i'm first of all let me just say that people are really out here trying to have you pay for their whole vacation like <laughs> uh, like yes like yes you know they call a vacation like, right you know pay for it. like I, I just want to bring myself my man pay for everything and like right being as though i'm 23 and i'm a teacher so i make decent money but I'm 23. I'm not paying for your whole vacation. I'll maybe pay for, you know, our stay and the flight and you take care of your flight. But it's some females like you could ask Evan that's expecting you to pay for everything. They just bring their bags and that's it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 Um, Wild. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Okay. That true. That's 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 wild to me. Um, especially personally, I'm like, listen, I'm always like, can you can you get yourself there? Then we can go together. <laughs> so, like, right. You got your right. own money and your own passport. That's a running joke. Right. Friends of mine, like you got it's, your own money, your own passport. Then we can go. <laughs> right. It's especially especially if we're both you know growing. Um, I definitely understand the part where you know a man is supposed to pay for a dinner and a man is supposed to be the provider and protector, but at our age, it's kind of like. Um, the expectations are are real and like fairy tale at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just in terms of uh, the level of growth that needs to take place in order to get to a space where it's like, okay, I could just blow a bag on you, so to speak. You know, everybody like to blow bags nowadays. So I think that if there was just more of an understanding between you know both partners. Um, things will probably flow a little more fluent, fluid than it does. Okay. Okay. So an understanding among both partners. So that is, um, so I'm hearing like communication, like knowing mm -hmm. what the other person wants, what their expectations are. Do you find like right. communicating, especially because we are like a texting generation, we are folks right. who like to, you know, DM as opposed to like talk on the phone. Do you find it hard to like really have like a, a real conversation with people, like to get to know like, what do you really want? What do you don't want? Yeah, I would say yes, because a lot of things can be misconstrued through text because there's no tone 
through a text, like it's just like words or somebody says something that you don't like, you're automatically going to interpret that as, you know, wrong, but they probably could be just including that for when the whole time the, the person is just trying to communicate. And I'm being honest, right. I'm, I'm good to this myself. Right. Like I'm the best communicator. Like if you really upset me or piss me off, all right, cool. You got it. Like I just, I'm just going about my day. We'll talk, we'll talk soon, but it's just like, I'm not trying to talk right now. And then that leads to, you know, bad communication. But I just feel like the texting, you know, like you said, the DMing, it's just like the things can get misconstrued through those things instead of a phone call or a FaceTime call, person, uh, face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I, would, yeah. I would definitely say in my experience, um, I'm, I'm a listener. I like to ask questions. Like I, I like to talk. I can hold a conversation. Um, and just to piggyback more on what Chris was saying, you know, a lot of times things are just misunderstood and things to get misconstrued. I found myself a lot telling people like, this is not how I meant it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can say something like, well, how do you feel? You know what I'm saying? Like, what makes you say that? And I, in my experience, women have taken that as like, I was like somehow I don't know, like bashing them or something like that. And I'm just like, no, can you explain to me what kind of emotions are you dealing with? You know what I'm saying? So I can have an understanding of like, okay, how can we correct this? I'm always trying to be logical in the situation. And uh, there's a lot of times where women are not willing to be as vulnerable and as open as they need to be. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. I'll be patient with you. But at the same time, you got to give me something to work with. You know what I mean, you can't just be completely just shut down. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting because I, I hear like right off the bat, like some of the challenges, that was my next question. Like, what are the challenges? Um, but like, you know, social media is like a challenge and everybody, you know, wanting to, I don't know, like really old school term stunt, <laughs> but they want to be right, out right, here, right. you know, like, flexing on on their Instagram like you know I'm doing this I'm doing that so that's like one challenge and then also like this barrier of like how do we talk to each other but then I feel like behind that it sounds like there might also be like you know the barrier of how do we talk but then what do we also like do we know how to even talk face to face in person because you know if you're asking Mm -hmm. questions and then somebody's getting offended by it I'm like but would that happen in, in like real life too is it difficult to have mm-hmm. like face-to-face conversations? For me, it's not. Yeah, for me, it's not. Yeah, I'm right with it. For me, it's not. I would actually prefer them, but sometimes I'm not always in the... I'm not going to lie. Like, if you piss me off, I don't, I'm not going to be eager to have a face-to-face phone conversation. I mean, like, eager face-to-face conversation with you and vice versa. Like, I don't, I don't assume. Like, sometimes you guys, you know, you guys get pissed off. But, all right, cool. I'm not even trying to, like, talk right now. Like, give me my, you know, my space with it. That's couple minutes couple hours maybe even a couple days but like i do feel like face to face i'm always i'm a strong uh communicator you know and i'd like to get my point across and i'm also i'm not the best listener but i'm a good listener so i feel like you know those things go hand in hand so i do like i do think face-to-face conversations are much more effective also okay so tell me what are y'all looking for in a partner like when you are dating or trying to talk to somebody what are your goals and aspirations about who that person is well for me i can start off by saying uh this is a big one that has always come up and in my experience is listening the listening um i've come across a lot of women that don't 
really want to listen, you know, and when I, when I say listen, I mean like, just listen, you know, just, just listen to what I'm saying to you in regards to if I'm expressing my emotions, if I'm expressing how I feel, if I'm expressing that, you know, I might feel a certain kind of way because of the day I had or whatever, just listen. Um, when it's your turn to talk, I get a lot of women that likes to talk over me and I'm like, that's not, because when you talk, I give you the floor to talk and I listen to you. So when I speak, you know, it's just, it's a mutual respect thing where the same respect I gave you, you give me. Another thing would be, um, uh, a woman who is, is vulnerable, she's willing to be a woman and she doesn't always have to be this macho man. You know what I'm saying? She's a woman. You know, so I want her to be a woman. I want her to live in her femininity and I want her to express that and don't be afraid to express that. Because again, I've had experiences with a lot of women who feel like they have to be the man and the woman. And that's, we need to like wake up. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's 2021. I know that you, you, you independent woman, but you know, you wouldn't know you was a woman without a man and a man wouldn't know he was a man without a woman. So that's the balance that I feel like we need. And uh, another thing I would just say is there's someone who is ambitious. You know what I mean? Ambitious, has a lot of ambition, um, has a vision, um, and just knows where she's going in life. You know what I mean? And it's patient. It's patient with, with the process. You know what I mean? And is willing to, to do the work, the work that needs to be done in order to, you know, have all the fantasy dreams and all of the things that women want but you know patience is definitely a, a huge factor in that that's hard in this you know it's very good yeah like, <laughs> yeah right gotta be right to 100 yesterday yeah right right what about you chris all right so i hope you guys don't laugh at my fairy tale but it's like it's just like you know being being honest so i think um mm -hmm qualities well a couple when i say i say a few trustworthy loving educated family oriented obviously physically attractive like being beautiful and last but not least like we grown we got to be good in bed like i can't be like like with mm -hmm. a partner not, you know like just being honest i can't be with a partner that like doesn't please me in bed you know what i'm saying but obviously that's like the least of my concerns if you don't meet all five then we don't even get there you know what I'm saying? right i just feel like but as far as being trustworthy, like you can't be with somebody you don't trust. Like we've grown, we all got jobs, we all go out. Like I want right. you to life just so like I'm gonna enjoy mom, but I should be able to trust you that you go on the girls' vacation and you know what I'm saying, like and that you're gonna respect me. You go out to a night with to the club with your friend, that you're gonna respect me. Um I uh loving, uh, you know, just being loving, like you know, just like show me love, like your respect and affection, like. It's been sad. Sometimes I come home from a long day of them third graders running around. Like, I just want to, you know, like, yo, man, today was crazy. But then you got to, like, you got to be there for me. Just like I'll be there for you. Like, we can talk about it together over a glass of wine, you know, over some dinner, whatever the case may be. Um, educated, I feel like that's, you know, very straightforward. I have a degree. Um, I would love for my girl to have a degree. And that's when, you know, her being educated comes into her being in, in independent, ambitious, like it been said. And I come from a good family, so I think um, my mother and dad are separated. I come I come from a deep family on both sides and I really take that serious. Like I would take spending time watching, you know, a movie with my girl or we're going to the club any day. So like, you gotta be like, you know, family oriented. Uh, when I want you around 
my family. I don't want you to be, you know, I don't want you being real. I don't want you being shy. I want you to be able to fit in with my family just like I would. And obviously that takes some time, but essentially if we plan, we're not like, let's be honest, we're not dating right now for the short term. We may have a little situations here and there, but like if we find a girlfriend right now, we're probably not dating for the short term. We're not little kids anymore, you know, so to speak. So it's like, I would love for you to be able to fit in with my family because essentially if we do get married in four or five years, I want you to be able to fit right in because this will be your family. Yeah, I don't think that's a list that uh, anybody should be laughing at. I think right, when you talk to... Um, that's a legit list. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a very right. legit list. I'm right. like, I think about my friends or like um, just single people that I know, single women. And I'm like, I think that lists are probably the similar to both of your lists. You know, like, I don't think those are things that are asking too much of people. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I tell, people will tell me if I'm wrong, you know, listeners out there, viewers out there, you always know, DM me on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't sound unattainable. It doesn't sound unreasonable. And I think a lot of people like, um, I mean, I, I, I would love to like, spend time with my partner as opposed to, you know, being like a big crowd. All the, I love to just like sit at home and watch Netflix and like, like you said, drink wine or something. So where do you like, where do you think the disconnect comes from when you're meeting girls or women? Do you think it's where you're meeting them, how you're meeting them? Okay. That, if, can I go first? Find those folks. Say that again. Yeah, you, you can go first. You can go, you can go first on this one, Chris. All right. Um, I think, so first off, I think we're, Ibn and I are at extreme disadvantage right now because of COVID. Like everything's closed, you know what I'm saying? So the only thing we really could do is whether we meet somebody on, like, you know, on the street randomly, probably DM, like, you know what I mean? Like clubs are now opening back up now, but it's like things weren't really, you know, open for us to meet women and interact with them in a manner. But I think the disconnect comes from, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like our generation now is like, I'm not going to be hurt by you. So I'm not going to let you hurt me. Like, I'm not going to let you hurt me. That's, that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So like, before you hurt me, not to say I'm going to hurt you, but I'm not going to let you close enough to be able to hurt me. We all have, that's a, a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like we, cause we all have that one that we thought was it and it didn't work. And then now it's just like, and, and men included, I'm not just saying it's just the women cause the men included the men out here, like, got a lot of women, you know what I'm saying? Don't really know what they want. Women out here don't really know what they want back and forth. Sometimes back and forth between the ex and the current guy. And it's like, it's not fair to know. That's nope. a fact. So I just feel like the disconnect is everybody trying to protect themselves, which essentially nobody's wrong. Like you should protect yourself before you protect right. everybody else. But at the same time, when do you let that guard down so I can let my guard down? Wow. Right. Right. That's everything he said was A1 since day one. It was right on, it was right on point, it was right on target. I agree with him 100%. Um, I would also say a disconnect, as I said previously, um, when we first started, was a misunderstanding. I feel like uh, we 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 understand our struggle. We know about our struggle as black men and black women, but we don't understand our struggle and individually when it comes to one another. You know what I mean? So. Nowadays, you might hear a lot of a lot of black women that bash black men, and you might see a lot of black men that bash black women, and they end up with white women, 
but I feel like the deep rooted issue is that we just don't really take the time to just talk to one another. And as Chris was saying, be vulnerable and express, you know, how we're really feeling and everyone has to be held accountable. You know, black men have done some things, black women have done some things, but if we just continue to point the finger, you know, we're going to miss the point and nobody's really going to get to a space where we can just honestly have a genuine conversation and now we can grow from this, you know what I'm saying? We can mature from this, but it's going to be a repetitive cycle if all we keep doing is just pointing the finger, pointing the finger, pointing the finger. So in terms of uh, when it comes to me and women, um, a lot of women, you would say I come off very intimidating. Um, I guess that's just my nature, you know, um, pretty, pretty self-sufficient and just pretty focused in where I'm going. So I guess that, that intimidates a lot of women, but I mean, I mean, what man, you know, doesn't, shouldn't, or wouldn't want to be focused on where he's going. You know what I mean? So at the same time, don't be afraid to be a woman. It goes back to just be open. I'm saying be expressive and just express yourself as a woman. I'm not going to bash you for that. I'm not going to, you know, use you and abuse you. A lot of women have been hurt. So they, they have this guard up where it's like, like Chris was saying, I'm going to get you before you get me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I've been there and I've done that. But at some point, you can't you can't continue to live from that space. You know what I mean? The cycles will continue. That is, I'm, I'm hearing a couple of things that I want to unpack. And um, definitely, I know I've said this to my listeners out there. And y'all, if I haven't, I don't know why I didn't say it to y'all. But I definitely understand the guardedness of... Mm-hmm. And I was, I personally was not doing it intentionally. I just think I didn't know how to be mm-hmm. um, myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's a conscious choice that a lot of young women, specifically young women, because I'm like, you know, if you are not even 25, 30 yet, and you're afraid mm-hmm. to let somebody in to be hurt because you think you're going to get hurt. I mean, but that's, that's life. We can't go through life not you know, protecting ourselves from not getting hurt. We're going to get hurt no matter what happens. So you just got to be willing mm-hmm. to up from that, you know, go through the motions, go through it. Um, right. So that's really like fascinating to me that young women are afraid or from your point of view that young women are afraid to open themselves up, especially at such a younger age. I'm like, I would expect maybe like a 40 year old or 50 year old, but right, right, maybe, right, maybe, right maybe with mature with age comes maturity so they're okay to open up i'm more i don't know but it's really it, right. it blew my mind i'm like wow right right um and then the other thing that i wanted to unpack was even you said this a couple of times like women being women or allowing themselves i'm gonna i'm gonna take it in a different direction but i think the same thing women allowing a partner into their lives where they don't have to be the independent person that they Mm -hmm. were when they were single um so like you know women being women and letting the man be the man and what all that means to folks whether you believe in like men leading and all that stuff but really it's more about letting like being there with somebody else letting somebody else take Mm -hmm. care of you letting somebody else into your heart and stuff is that like do you see a lot of the quote unquote independent woman things still happening? Like, I feel like that was something that was 
big when I was a kid. <laughs> I still see it happening. Um, I still see it happening. It's not as robust as it used to be, but it's definitely still happening. And it'll, it'll come as something as simple as like, you know, okay, let me, let me just rephrase this. There's nothing wrong with, with having your business together. There's nothing wrong with having a house, having a car, having a job, having degrees and all of these other things. There's nothing wrong with that. But at some point, you have to have a balance you have to know that you are a woman and that respectfully women are ruled by their emotions and men are ruled by logic certain men are ruled by logic other men are ruled by you know other things you you know what i'm getting at <laughs> so what i'm saying is that um it just goes back to women taking a breather like just relax it's okay you know what i'm saying today you don't have to you don't have to put on your cape you don't have to be superwoman you don't have to be superman you could just be a woman you can relax you can let your hair breathe and flow in the wind you can sip a cup of tea you know listen to some some nice music and just relax you know take a break off you don't have to always put on this strong you know i'm a macho woman I don't, I don't need no man. You don't always have to do that because at the end of the day, essentially what you're saying is, you know, I'm, I'm the man and the woman. And we all know that you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So I just feel that, you know, if, if women were able to just let their guard down a little bit and just, you know, be a little more open, we can start somewhere, you know. It's definitely an uphill battle, though. Wow, be more open and you can start somewhere. I hope somebody's writing that down or really listening to that. Um, right. To add anything to that? Without no, I think, I, no, I think Evan caught it all. I think I think Evan did a great job of capturing all my ideas and thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I that independent woman thing is uh that is that is an interesting little little devil there. I think because you know society is because of the society that we live in, this Western society. Um, right. This Western right. Eurocentric society. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. It's a lot deeper than just, you know, pointing the finger. It's way deeper than that. So, and I feel like if we had those type of conversations, we're like, okay, where did, where, when did we first have independent mothers? Where that started when you grew up with a single mother, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it starts there. You know what I'm saying? When you have all these single mothers, uh, they have daughters, they teach their daughters to be independent women, you know, and the men in the situation, if he doesn't have his father around, well, he has to teach himself how to be a man, and he's around more women than men, so it's like the, revolt, the roles are just reversed, you know what I mean? I feel like the roles are reversed, and, you know, if we were just willing to have a conversation about why and how, we can get somewhere but until then, I was going to continue. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about asking this question, but I'm just going to ask it. So what do you think mm -hmm. needs to happen? I feel like this is a question for like two episodes from now. <laughs> but I'm going to okay. ask anyway. What do you think needs to happen? Like how, like when you meet a woman, what, is there something that, she needs to hear from you as her partner to let her know that she can put her guard down or 
is it like does she i don't know what i don't know i guess i don't Chris, know you want to take this one yeah i got you bro i think uh, words uh christian words don't mean anything mm. um and, and as they should you know what i'm saying I, I i'm i'm a firm believer in that too since i was young like show me you know what i'm saying so i think um first off i think even can you know men know their intentions whether they're just trying to right Right, right. To take you serious, whether they want to be your wife, whether they like you, men know their intentions before Mm -hmm. we take you on a date or before we hang out with you. We know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actions are going to show you that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So once a man's actions show you that you can trust him, you can provide for him, and of course you're going to have some frauds out there that do that just to you know like get there. You know what I'm saying? Which I, I think is very corny. I think your actions have to match up your words. And I think that's where women um, feel most comfortable because if, you know, you're telling me you're providing, you're telling me this, that's cool. But if you show me, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm coming home, you know, the business at home is handled. You know what I'm saying? Like you're taking care of me. You're making sure I'm good in a mental, in a mental space. You're making sure I'm good physically. Like you're making sure I'm taking care of myself and my mental health and you're making sure I'm good through your actions. I feel like that's what really gets a woman to drop her guard down and trust. Cause that's like, in, in all fairness, that's what happens with me. Like when a woman, I mean, women can always talk a good game. Oh, I like you so much. You're a teacher and stuff like that. But if you show me, you know what I'm saying? When we go out, we vibe, we have a good time, we enjoy ourselves. You know, you do nice things. Like, and I'm not saying you have to do nice things for me right away, but like, oh, you buy me lunch here. Oh, you show me, I know, hey, babe, I just was thinking about you, a text message. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, damn, this girl might really like. She might like me. You know what I'm saying? Sorry about my language. But you know what I'm saying? No, you're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. good. So, Eben, let me know if you agree with me, bro. But I think that's how I interpret it. No, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Um, actions actions speak louder than words, you know. Um, and based, based upon how, how I treat you, how I talk to you, um, it should show you, you know what I'm saying, my level of interest. It should show you my level of commitment. It should confirm that to you. Um, I shouldn't have to be the, you know, it's too good to be true. No, it, it is what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? I actually do respect you. I actually would like to take you out to dinner. I actually would like to provide for you. You know what I'm saying? I would actually, I am the backbone. I would like to be the backbone in your life. It's okay. So it goes again back to women just being able to let that guard down, listen, be open, and don't be so afraid to get hurt again. Because in my experience, I've come across a lot of women that were just afraid of being hurt. And I'm like, listen, I understand, I understand that the last guy might have did X, Y, and Z, but I'm not him. And I shouldn't have to keep proving myself that I'm not him. Uh, I said I wasn't him. My actions line up with me saying I'm not him because you see the differences. If you could point that, okay, it's, it's a difference between me dating you and me dating my ex, then, you know, we don't have to talk about your ex no more. We can just talk about us. You know what I mean? But if you keep if you keep living in the past and you keep trying to attach this version, this old version of you and this relationship with your ex to this version of me and this version of us, then we can't really get anywhere. You know what I mean? So I under, again, I understand, but we have to get to a space where we're able to heal and move on because we are out here. You know what I'm saying? The good men, the great men are out here and it just takes patience, you know. It just takes patience. Yeah, I see you raising your hand, Chris. As the good men are out here. Good men are out here. <laughs> right. 
Right. Um, let me ask you this because I have my own theories and I've had conversations about this. When, okay. so two things. The first thing is energy. I feel like, you know, women, men, we all read energy. We all can tell things about each other. But I feel like when it comes to dating and like pursuing someone, I feel like men can really tell a woman's energy. And so mm -hmm. is that true? Do you feel like you can see a woman across the room and you're like, oh, I know what she's about because she's giving off this type of vibe. Yeah, like that boss vibe, like that boss vibe. Yeah. No, 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 no. But like, but like, yes, Kristen, I think, um, you know, like, whether you, like maybe not the club so much, but if you go to like, like, I don't know, like a, a function or, you know, like a, a house or like whatever, like a random event or whatever. And you see, like, damn, like, you know, she just demands the room without doing too much or something like yeah. that. She's a boss. You know what I'm saying? Just like you can read the person that's seeking all the attention. It's like, okay, she's doing way too much. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm not really interested. Right. You definitely read um, energy. Um, and then I think once we read your energy, that determines our next step. Just like women can read energy as well. Energy doesn't lie. And I think that might be a cliche saying, but it's also the very, the truth as well. Yeah, it definitely is the truth. Energy doesn't lie. Um, when you see, so does, so let's say, let's say a girl is at a party and she's given off like this thirsty vibe. So that is like sending you like, not, she's probably not the girl for me. She's like, but then if yeah, you see- I'm not taking it serious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you see someone who's like the boss, is that like the person who's like Miss Independent? Is that also not the vibe that you're like, she's mm. giving off the vibe away from me or is that like a vibe like oh she might be dope because she could hold down a crowd that's a tricky one because she may be she may be misunderstand mis misindependent but at the same time she may be i'm saying in tune with her emotions she may be willing to let that guard down because sometimes a woman to be misindependent and she'll be a boss to protect herself you know what i'm saying to have her guard up so being being misindependent is it's it's a tightrope because and at that point I kind of got to just fill you out, you know, have have conversation with you, you know, see what your thought process is like, um, to kind of get more of a feel. I'm gonna read your energy just like you read my energy. So that's a tricky one because Miss Independent she can either be, you know, firm on her masculinity and I have my guard up and you're not gonna stop me and I'm a boss, or she can be, you know, what I'm saying I'm a queen looking for a king. So it's, 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 it's a duality to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll say real quick for me, uh, just to add with Evan, like you said, Kristen, like that um, boss woman, she could be, it could be a point like she's, and this may sound like very crazy, but like she might be too much of a boss. Like she might be too full of herself. Right, like, hey, right. Hey, man, I was trying to get you a drink, have a conversation. Like even if the conversation. Right, right. Remember or anything. You're telling me like you're too good enough to have a conversation with me. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kristen, I, I just, I just don't respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause me, myself, and not being conceited here at all, I know I have a good head on my shoulders. I think I'm a, I think I'm a handsome young man. You know, I like to think I know how to dress and stuff like that. And I'm very, very polite and respectful. Like, me buying you a drink doesn't mean you have to give me your number. It just, I'm just being nice and wanting a little bit of conversation, but some women to be like, <laughs> Like they'll take the drink and I don't want to talk to you and all that, which is okay. Truthfully, <laughs> because like no matter how unattractive I am to you or whatever the case may be, 
you telling me you were too good to have a conversation with me. And I just don't, I personally don't feel like anybody is too good to have a conversation with anybody. That's hundred percent true. Definitely agree. I'm going to, I'm going to ask this question for myself. Cause I'm like, I am very weary when somebody buys me a drink because we have been taught in society through images, through media, through conversations, we've been taught like, if he's buying you a drink, he's expecting something. Doesn't necessarily like mean he's expecting to take me home or expecting to do like a one night stand in the bathroom or whatever, but he's expecting like my number or like a full on conversation. And then I always feel guilty. I feel guilty if I'm not interested. I'm like, oh, but he bought this drink and I live in Brooklyn. So I'm like, this drink was $16. <laughs> I'm like, I'm shots, shots. Yeah, I'm from Jersey. So the shots not, the shots ain't easy to come by here. But right. Like that. And, and as a man, okay. Like if, if I don't get that, all right, I'll suck it up. And like, you know, my night continues. I'll still have a good night. Like it's the, like, I'm not me personally. I can't say, I am expecting some conversation, but I'm not expecting, like I said, I'm not expecting to take you home. If you don't want to give me your number, you don't have to, but I do have some interest in you. I think that's clear. But if all you say is thank you and go on about your day, oh, thank you, that was nice, you have a good day, I'm not going to stop you. It's like, you know, I'm shocked. <laughs> not, I mean, Evan, let me know if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to sound like the perfect guy. Mm, like, nah, nah, you're not wrong at all. You're not wrong, wrong at all. I agree. Okay, ladies, if you're out there listening, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm genuinely like shocked because I always feel bad. I'm like, oh, I don't really understand. Now he bought this drink, and now he's expecting something. For so, this is good info. I mean, I just learned something that's really important for myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. He was right. <laughs> okay. Um, so next point, because this came up with our younger women and our older, our singles later in life, and so women approaching men. Is that a turn off, a turn on? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, I'm seeing thumbs up from Chris. Okay. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Chris take this one first. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Nah, Chris, nah are you ready? Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. You know, I think women should always shoot their shot. You know what I'm saying? I think we are mm. like, I'm not like I don't think like women should propose and all that, but if a woman like you right. know, if a woman, you know, if, you, if a man posts himself and a woman thinks he's attractive. Throw some hard eyes in there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, you know, like it's nothing. Now I ain't gonna lie, I don't think women should be buying men in the bar at the drink or nothing like that. <laughs> Has some interest, flirt with them. Like you never, you literally never know where it can go. But I do, I do know some couples that have had some success where the woman shot their shot, where it just came from a, oh, you're so handsome. Then conversation goes from there. Like, and if, what's the worst a man can say is, Thank you. Like, thank, thank you. I appreciate it. The same they do to us. You know what I mean? And I don't think like that, like just because you DM somebody, that doesn't mean you're, I mean, yes, you're taking the first step, but it's like, it's not like you're proposing to the person or something like that. It's just you giving them a compliment. I don't think, I think women should be able to do that. I actually think it's very attractive when women shoot their shot because it shows that they have confidence. So that's something mm -hmm. like, you know, okay, you're, you're confident. You, you know, and it's not even like you're confident because you, you know, you want me. It's just like, Okay, like you're not shy. Like it's like you're you're willing to, um, you, you know, you're just willing to shoot your shot and see and see where things go. Start a friendship at the very least. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I have no problem with a woman shooting her shot. Men do it all the time. Um, if a, if a woman was to shoot her shot, is it's not going to be like, oh, I, you know, I, I'm supposed to do it. Like no, you're attractive to me. You know what I'm saying? Is if, if I'm attractive to you, I would shoot my shot. If you're attractive to me, you shoot your shot. We need to get out of this 
like this robotic space where it's like, you know, only men shoot the shot. No, it's like if she as a woman is attracted to you, there's no problem with her coming up saying, you know what I'm saying, you're attractive, X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. And there's nothing wrong with when men do it. So a woman shooting her shot is very attractive to me as well. You know what I'm saying? Because it shows that level of confidence and it shows that, you know, like Chris was saying, she's, she's, she's open. You know what I'm saying? She's not afraid to express her interest. And okay, I could respect that. Now we can, now we can have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if you just came out of, out of left field, I wasn't even, you just out of nowhere. Hey, you know, that that really catches men by surprise. So I think that that's definitely something that, you know, is, is a good thing. I don't feel like that's a bad thing at all. So let me ask you this because women, you know, going up to the dude and making the first move, shooting their shot is not something that we traditionally are taught or see, but then at the same mm-hmm. time, we are taught you know, oh, let the man be the man, let him lead you. Mm-hmm. But we have these two juxtap- juxtapositions here of like, no, women should be a little bit more 21st century here and then a little less 21st century here. That mm-hmm. seems a little confusing to me. I'm like, okay, so it's okay for the woman to like approach the man, which no, that wasn't the thing before. But I still feel like women are a little bit less likely to do that. Like, you oh know, yeah, absolutely. It's it's mm. straddling a couple of lines, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like it's to it's to a certain extent a woman should shoot her shot. Like she shouldn't be pulling up outside me if it's crib, taking us on the first date, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm outside. Like, that's, <laughs> right, like, right, like, right. To a certain extent, like if I'm handsome, you know, you have an interest, then let me know that. But I think like it's like you know, like I said. I wouldn't feel comfortable like with a female buying me drinks at the bar. Wouldn't feel comfortable right. with a female like pulling up on my crib for the first date, you know, opening doors. I'm like, nah, nah, we're not doing that. But if you have an interest in me, like, it's, it's just to a certain extent. It's okay to express your interest. And I, right. And I said, like flirt. It's okay to flirt. Yeah, flirt. It's, it's okay, okay to. It's, that's that's what shooting your shot really is when it's coming from a woman. To me, it's just flirting. It doesn't have to be like, oh, let me get your number and. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to be all of that. It's just If you flirt, you flirt. It doesn't have to be a situation where it's like, you know, chase me. I'm not going to ask no woman to chase me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not, there's no need for that. You know what I'm saying? But if you're, if you're flirting with me, okay, I'm going to flirt back. But this whole idea where it's like, you know, a, a woman, no, I'm just not going to ask you to chase me. It's not about chasing me. If you're interested, express your interest. If you're not, then that's fine. If I'm interested, I'm gonna express my interest. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it's not like who 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 got to who first. It's just uh, we're interested, we're attracted to one another, and that's all right. You know what I'm saying? If you shot your shot first, then cool, you shot your shot. If I shot my shot, then I shot my shot. Okay. So so do you prefer as the man to be the pursuer then? Like, you know, the chase, like, you know, even if she is the first one to approach, do you still want to be like the person who is pursuing her and not her really pursuing you? I like to fill a woman out. I like to fill a woman out. Um, I like to observe before I decide whether or not I'm gonna shoot my shot. And I like to see how she's moving. And if she's even that type of woman that, that comes across like, I'm gonna shoot my, I'm gonna go get her. Cause you have some women out here that are really like, you know, if I see something, I go get it. And 
you know, you have men that are the same way. So for me, I like to, to, to assess a woman before I just decide like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm approach this woman and see X, Y, and Z. I don't like to just, you know, jump into something blindly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Thoughts, Chris? Hey, um, but I do feel like I, I do, you know, think I can get her. Like, she'd be like, nah. And then I end up getting her. Like, that's like a good feeling. Like, cause I, you know, I know my, uh, my pursuit mm-hmm. paid off. But, you know, honestly, it feels, you know, but I won't even, the type of guy I am and the type of guy I feel like Ibn is, I'm not going to, like, once you shoot your shot, okay, it's cool. I know you're interested. Now I can take it from there. I can, you know, take us on the base. I can do what we got to do in order to go forward, you know, in order for us to go forward and then we can fill each other out. We can make sure we have fun. We can vibe and see who's there. But I don't like a female pursuing me because I feel like that's a little weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, or I feel like mm-hmm. I'm mutual, but I don't feel like a female should. This is so interesting to me. And I wonder what the data and the science behind it, because you two are young, Gen Zers, right? Gen Z, I think I have the dates right. Okay, I'm a millennial, y'all are Gen Zers. And so to hear from young men that you still value, you know, some of the traditional ways of relationships, it's just really eye-opening to me because like, you know, I don't know if it's because women, you know, like you were saying, have been historically had to have been like the breadwinner, had to have been both partners in whatever her situation or circumstance was. But to hear like young men still value some of the traditions that we, you know, our grandparents had or our great grandparents had and so forth. That's just fascinating to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was structure and there was order. And, uh, you know, they, we didn't turn out too bad. You know, we shouldn't have this intellectual conversation the way we are. So I feel that, you know, that's it's not going nowhere anytime soon. It's just, you got to find out, you know, who's still, you know, with that kind of way of thinking, I guess you can say. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, the person, the woman who is like that 21st century Miss Independent can wants to treat her man. That's not the person for y'all. She is not the one for y'all. Oh, she my girlfriend is different because <laughs> she's my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my girlfriend to treat me. But like, if we're just talking or getting to know one another, nah. But if like mm. we've already done that and we've grown and we've like have a vibe and it's like, yo, you're my girlfriend and I'm your boyfriend. Then of course, my girl want to treat me to dinner. Of course, like you know what I mean? Like that's something different. But I was just talking as, as far as like the woman shooting their shot and us getting to know each other. I don't like that, but if my girl wants to treat me as independent, not every time, but like, again, if my girl wants to do it and there occasionally, I'm all open for that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, if you're, if you're basically, if you're just like, I don't need no man and you're not, yeah, you're just like, I don't need no man. That just really don't, you know, I don't know. That just doesn't really make much sense to me. It's like saying, I don't need no woman. Like it's, I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. It's just not needing a man to me. It says that, you know, if 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 a lion or something was to attack me, I don't need a man. Like, no, nah, you you gonna need a man in that situation. Like, you gonna need when when things when things get hectic. You know what I'm saying? You gonna need a man. So if we just bring it back to the basics of just function, you know what I'm saying? The way men and women function, I feel like 
you know, Miss Independent, she just needs to just relax a little bit, you know, put down a logic and pick up more love and she'll be all right. What do you think are some of the like miss or what your opinion of what misconceptions are about black women? Because I think this is very specifically an issue between black men and black women. I think, and that's just from my own point of view, y'all, anybody listening out there, I don't have any data behind this right now. This is just my hunch, my opinion, my gut, but it feels mm-hmm. like is the point of view because I feel like black women have heard oh you're too strong you're too independent but then I, I I'm like but you know black women are not necessarily only that do you find like mm-hmm. the thing or let me ask you this have you explored dating outside of your race and have found other women to be different than black women mm-hmm. in this way or is this just maybe like a, a new age woman type of thing does that make sense Right. That makes sense. Um, I just start off. I think that it's just the black woman has, she has had to, to be strong and independent for so long that at this point she's like, she's tired. You know what I mean? And a, and a, she doesn't even realize it that she's tired of being strong and independent is, is more so of like, you know, she, she's had to fight and fend for herself for so long because a lot of black men are either incarcerated or, you know what I'm saying, dead or, you know, on the street corners or, or wherever. And the ones that are out here are kind of just like playing, really. They're not really taking anything too serious. So the black woman has, you know, picked up her burden and the black man's burden. And at this point, she doesn't really know how to like put it down because she's she's been having to like have this hard exterior and interior for so long. So I think that when we say, you know, a black woman is too strong or too independent, it's, we're not saying that, like, you shouldn't be strong and independent. We're just saying that what happened to you wasn't your fault and it wasn't fair to you that you had to take on the burden of everyone's trauma and troubles and still remain strong and powerful as a black woman. It's just we're, what we're saying is, black men are beginning to rise and we're beginning to come back to a space where we are here for the black woman, but a black woman has been so, you know, just tore down man, and just beat down for like generations that it's, it's hard for her to put that guard down. It's just hard. It's just hard because all she knows at this point is like, I have to be strong at all times. Yeah. Um, I feel like me first off, um, black woman, like, are the best shit ever. Like that's just that's, right. That's, hey, that's, hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> black right. Like I feel like they the dopest ever. Um have I date outside my race? No. Would I mm. would only only date a Latina woman, like a minority, just like us, but I haven't yet. So I'm 23, so I don't think I will ever. But if the opportunity presented itself, like I I, I may explore, but white girls can't come this way. No disrespect. Uh like Asian girls can come this way. Like black queens are like me. Like I want to marry a black woman. I want to raise my kids with a black woman. You know, I just feel like it's different. I feel like black love is different. I feel like the black culture is different. And I want to like, you know, keep it there. And I just feel like everybody got shit. Like everybody has flaws about them. So, um, but I feel like, you know, the black woman, like of course there's stereotypes, stereotypes about black men, but I feel like, you know, it really just depends on the woman, but 
there are some, like Evan said, like women who can be deemed as stuck up, but really sometimes they're hurt. Maybe from the environment, maybe from not having mm -hmm. bigger in their life, like maybe from a past relationship. Like you just don't know. Maybe like they had some trauma where they were sexually abused. Like you just don't know. And unfortunately, that's the realist, like you know, that's the realistic things that our queens go through, you know, and it's and I'm not mad at them for not being able to put that's serious shit that you go through. You know, your environment obviously right. some are good, but not all of them. You know what I mean? Like even for my black. Men, we deal with trauma as well, but at the same time, right. like black queens, to answer your question, are the dopest shit ever. And I'll I'll go through like any, a lot of obstacles to be with a black woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like as long as you let me help you through that shit, like just know I'm not trying to like add to that trauma that you have. I'm just trying to work mm -hmm. with it. Because like, you're not some, cause I dealt with some females who didn't grow up with a dad, okay? So you now, because of that, you have low self-esteem now. Okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, make that any worse. I'm only trying to better that. But you have to understand that. Like, it makes me, it, it's not a good thing when I'm trying to help you and you're not trying to help me. Like, we need to work together. You know what I'm saying? So it's some females that I've dealt with that have been sexually harassed. And I get that. That's major, major trauma. But as your man or as the, your husband or the guy you're kicking it with, I only want to make sure you get the help that you need. I'm not going to force you to talk. So it's just like, I think some obstacles that our black women have went through have shaped them and it's okay, but I just feel like they should be a little bit more open to when the, when their black kings try to, because we all we got, if we want to be fucking technical, we're not going to go to the race conversation, but I think a black man's best friend is the black woman, a black woman's best friend is the black man. Nobody could prove me otherwise. And that's just that. And I feel like you gotta, like as a black woman, you gotta realize, babe, I'm just trying to help you to be the best queen you can be. And I want my queen to be trying to help me to be the best king I could be. And that's it. Hmm. That's I, a fact. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you wanna add anything to that, Evan? No. Okay. That's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm a little obsessed with the relationship between the black man and the black woman because I feel like black men do not hold down the black woman the way the black woman holds down the black man and so um you know i i for me personally speaking and i have no idea what god is going to do in my life <laughs> but i'm like i want to marry a black man i want black babies which means i want to marry a black man i that's just my preference god may say eh, maybe not um but I'm like, I have specifically limited, I've cut out all the other races. So I'm not even looking or checking for guys who are not black men. Whereas black men are very quick, in my opinion, to be like, well, you know what? She's not feeling me. I'm gonna just go over here and try this out. And so they're not as tied to the black women, to the black women as black women are tied to them. And I feel like that shows up and manifests in like, media definitely even in like politics like one of the things that really pissed me off in the last election was that once we had our two sets of people people black men specifically were like i'm not voting for kamala harris and i'm like so you're gonna vote for the other guy because you don't want to support this black woman because she made some mistakes in her past and it's not about the politics it's about for me it translated to black women like well you know what 
he ain't perfect, but I'm going to still vote for him because it's him or the other person. And I think he's the better option. Whereas it was like, it's her or the other person. I'm not going to vote for her at all. And so I was just like, oh, so I feel like there's right. an attachment that black women have to black men that is not reciprocated. That was a long that. explanation. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree with that. But yeah, speaking on that election, like, yeah, I voted strictly for Biden and uh, our VP, Ms. Harris, simply because, bro, that's that, because especially as being a third grade teacher, I want my black young queens in my class to know, like, that could be you, like, and that will be you if that's what you want. So I feel like it was more of a statement. Like you said, it's not about politics for me. It was more of a statement, like, we got a black woman at the second highest position in this country. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was important to me. But I do agree with you. It's not a, you know, I'm only one man. Ibn's only one man. I can't, you know, make every man feel the same. When I see interracial couples, I get like mad. Like, well, black men with white women, I'm like, bro, like that, that really You're making us look bad. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I can't get with that person. I just, I don't, I don't like that. You know, like I said before, a black woman's best friend is the black man, and a black man's best friend is a black woman. It should be no other way. And I just feel like, um, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying. The energy is not reciprocated. Like, you know, and I and unfortunately, I don't know why we don't have those answers. But I just could. The only thing I could do is do my part and make sure you know I take care of the black woman the best way that I could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let I feel. I feel <laughs> say that one more time, right, right. Kristen. No, I was just telling the ladies out there to listen. Like it's not all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely understand where you're coming from, Kristen, in terms to. Uh, that that energy not being reciprocated, you know, the black woman being more down for the black man. And I think that the black man is not holding himself accountable. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't have too many black men that's holding themselves accountable in terms of just bossing up, staying focused, uh, you know, sharpening their tools, sharpening their mind. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just handling their business. It's, we have too many men that are like doing things that, would give a black woman a reason not to take them seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he, he probably just want to smash or he just want to, you know what I'm saying, use me or abuse me or he's not really, he's not talking about nothing. He's not going anywhere. So I think that, you know, a lot of black men, we are still stuck in our like ignorance of just like, you know, playing games or funning games. And sometimes we got to start taking ourselves serious if we want our women to start taking us serious and i feel that when the black woman has always had to stick up and take up for the black man for so long because it's just in her nature you know and i'm saying she she loves her man she respects her man but at the same time you know black men we have to start just getting it together you know and i'm saying just getting it together in order for our women to take us serious at any point because it's going to, we're going to continue having this situation where the black woman is, is riding for the black man, but the black man is not riding for the black woman. And I feel like black men give up too easily. They just give up and then they start dating outside their race. They start dating white women. They start dating other women. And then that gives black women a reason to be like, see, see, you know what I'm saying? Look, look what these black men are doing. And it's like, if black men would just stop, you know, trying to fill a void, and, and chasing all these other women and would just do what he needs to do to take care of his business. I'm saying maybe his woman will be more attractive to him and will respect him a little more and be a little more 
he would he would then start to be more supportive of her, which would make her feel like, okay, I don't have to, I'm not just doing this alone. And I'm saying by myself, I do have my man with me, but you know, yeah, it, it, it again, it goes back to patience, man. For me, everything is, is about patience because like Chris was saying, him and I are just, you know, we're just one, I'm one man and he's another. So it was like, there's, there's plenty of men out there I believe that think like us, but there's also even triple or quadruple that amount that don't think like us. So these are the men that we need to start, you know what I'm saying, uh, getting some help or something, you know what I mean? Just just to get them to understand, like, yo, we won't got time for games no more, man. Like, it's serious, you know what I'm saying? Serious out here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I'm holding on to something you said about Black men moving on because – they are trying to fill a void and i'm like interesting mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. um because I, I you know science tells us statistics tells us or not statistics but not science anecdotally i guess history data tells us like you know because black men have been so beaten up um mm-hmm. the country so there is that void where black men don't feel like men sometimes they don't feel absolutely of a provider i always go back to the james baldwin mickey giovanni interview from i think it was the 70s where Mm -hmm. giovanni is saying from the perspective of the black woman like i just want i don't need you to be the provider i just want you to be there and james baldwin is like no i gotta be able to take care of you and bring all this stuff, like bring home the bacon. And I got to feel like a man when I come home. So I can't be there until I feel like that. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, that fill in a void thing just really, I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to end with um, this question here. What do you think is the biggest misconception about the black man and specifically Mm. i guess in this world of like black women and dating but like you know what do you think is or not even not i i'll take that back x nay that what is just the biggest misconception you think of is about the black man i'll go i think the biggest misconception is that black men are nonchalant and we don't care because I like I'll be vulnerable I've cried over like I've had like four like well this sounds crazy but I've had like you know since I've had like two real relationships I've cried in both of them and not even like like I don't want to say like make it seem like they were bad relationship it just points like you hit low points you know what I mean and it's like you really especially when you really care it's like damn like you know like and I and, I, and like you said just in general I feel like black men always, always, always gotta be strong. Like we always gotta be nonchalant, but like, no, like deep down inside, like we're really emotional. You know what I'm saying? Like when shit goes wrong, your relationships are like, you know, when shit goes wrong at work, like you get frustrated. You know what I mean? Like when shit goes wrong with family, like you get frustrated. But I think that's the most common misconception is that people think like the black man is nonchalant and he doesn't care. He doesn't give a F, but like, nah, it's not that at all. Like I promise you like black men are emotional, we care we are concerned, you know, we are worried. We have emotions too. And I promise you, we feel them just like the, the black queens, just like the next race, we feel them. Like we're humans, we feel them just like the next human. But I just feel like 
maybe something like we have to hide them a little bit better or not even hide them. Like, you know, we have to hide them. I mean, I personally, as a man, I don't really like, you know, people seeing me emotional, but my feelings are there and I make it clear. Like to the to my partner, I make it very clear that my feelings are there as long as I'm comfortable. But I just, I just think that's the worst misconception ever. Like people just think black men, like they don't care. We nonchalant, like, you feel me? Like, I, <clears throat> I disagree with that a hundred percent. I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from what I've seen my friends go through, what I've seen my dad go through, like black men have emotions and I promise you we have a lot of them. Mm. Yes, I agree. hundred percent. That's actually where I was going with it. Um that's I feel like that's the biggest misconception about black men is that we don't care. We're we're we don't have emotions. We don't know how to express our emotions. I find myself expressing myself and then, you know, women are like not believe what I'm saying. They feel like I'm lying. And I'm like, no, I'm literally telling you the truth. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, this is how I feel. This is what's affecting me. And uh, from that point on, it's like, nah, it's too good to be true. Like, he can't be this expressive. Like, no, I'm actually that expressive. So I feel like a lot of women have come across a lot of men who are not expressive or they only know how to express themselves through sex or drinking or drugs or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Again, piggybacking off of filling voids. I feel like a lot of black men, that's the only way they know how to express themselves because they've been beat down and bruised and battered for so long that, you know, they don't have anyone to run to and, and, and have these conversations with and just express themselves. They, they just feel like, well, I got to go, you know, numb this pain because I don't have anyone to listen to me. My black woman already feel like, I don't have emotions and I don't care. And, you know, I'm, I'm just here for a good time, but that's not true at all. You know I'm saying it's not true. Black men have emotions. Black men are the caregivers. We do have hearts. We, we do listen. You know what I'm saying? We are listening to you. We do hear you. We do support you. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Once we get to a, a space where we can understand one another, the black man and the black woman, we can start somewhere. But until, until then, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. It's going to be just a little bit of a challenge. Wow. Um, well, thank you both for sharing that and for sharing all of your thoughts during this, um, during our time together. I mean. Thank you, Kristen. I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Kristen. This was great. <laughs> this, it, it really was. And I hope that folks yeah. out there will able to you know open up their minds their hearts um you know men and women as we try to figure out what this whole thing is as black love and so forth so thank you i really appreciate y'all coming on and of course sharing yourselves and all of you um if folks would like to if there are some ladies out there listening or <laughs> just some folks who just want to yeah, talk right. or whatever how can they um how can they find you where can they find you Oh, you guys can, you can find what my bad. Shoot y'all shot. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Well, you you can, you can find me at on Instagram um at Ibn and the Art Gallery. So that's Ibn dot and the Art Gallery. And you can also find me on Instagram at Ibn dot and the Music. So Ibn dot period and the Music. That's where you can find me at. All right, guys. My Instagram is Mister. MR underscore elite four E L I T E four the number four um yeah guys so looking forward if you guys got any questions any comments about what, what I said ladies please feel free and we definitely can have a conversation 
All right, y'all, shoot your shot. No, <laughs> you got a question? You got <laughs> right. <more> questions? <laughs> shoot your shot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, throw me an alley, throw me an alley and I'll finish it. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the road, yeah. Well, thank you again. Thanks so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you for having me. Did not tell y'all. Did not tell y'all. That was, did not tell y'all. Hmm? I know I told y'all. That was great. I have to say thank you once again. Thank you again, Ibn and Chris, for coming on the show. Like I said, had to search high and low because these were the people that I needed to interview and that y'all needed to hear. So whew, make sure y'all uh, follow on Instagram, Survive in America podcast, DM, tag, let me know, comment, all of it. I want to hear from you. This was incredible. <sighs> you know, next week we're going to chat to some single later in life, black men. <laughs> hear what they got to say and uh following that we're gonna bring the black men and the black women together so you know you want to catch up and stay on top of it because who's gonna want to miss that i know i sure don't <laughs> all right y'all that's my time remember proverbs 31 8 says speak up for those who cannot speak of them i can't talk because i'm just i'm flabbergasted Ugh. let me say that again to y'all proverbs 31 8 says speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, ensure justice for those being crushed. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> Always, I just crack myself over that. <laughs> Bye, y'all.